Welcome to the Midman Podcast, a podcast focused on helping you level up your practice. I'm Jesse Arnoldson. And I'm Jay Holmes. Through interviews with some of the most successful leaders in the industry, we help uncover resources, tools, and ideas to help you level up. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's program. Hey, everybody. Jesse here with the MedMan Podcast. I'm going to kick things off here really quick with an introduction of our guest, and then we'll jump right into the interview. Chuck Holtz is the Chief Operating Officer of MedMan. He has had an incredibly interesting career in the world of practice management. Early on, he turned his first management position at a pediatrics clinic into one of the country's very first practice management firms. He's consulted for the likes PricewaterhouseCoopers, has led private hospital and system-based medical groups through the ups and downs of everyday practice strategy and operations, and has challenged physicians, administrators, and other healthcare professionals to find joy in the practice of medicine. Chuck, welcome to the MedMan Podcast. We're really glad to have you. Hey, thanks, Jesse. I, I've, I've had an interesting career. I, 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 I kind of joke with my people about, well, isn't that fascinating? A little bit tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, we live in a crazy world. It's been interesting for sure. Absolutely. What got you into it in the first place? Well, you know, I uh, I had a, a guy when I was growing up uh, who was a, was a real role model to me. He was a family practice physician. Mm-hmm. I played uh, football with his son, and uh, we used to hang out at the house a lot. And he was just such an inspiration. And the more I got to know him, the more I appreciated uh, his his value to to the whole healthcare continuum. But here's a guy who family practice who had his business records on three by five cards and uh, had his house was his office. He used to hang out in his kitchen before my, my exams. And uh, he was just such an inspiration. He really uh, brought meaning to the word healthcare when I was thinking about doing it. But yeah, he's he was one guy who, who kind of got me thinking about medicine, how I could improve medicine. I looked at a healthcare career, educational career, and uh, thought, gosh, if I could bring some real business acumen to guys like, you know, Dr. Wood, what a great thing that would be. So I think he got me started thinking about it. And then obviously healthcare became a huge industry and educational programs started popping up. So I enrolled in one. That's fantastic. Well, the reasons, you know, for getting into a career typically change, you know, maybe your purpose for staying in it is, has evolved. Tell me a little bit, Chuck, about why you still do what you do. Uh, yeah, why, why do you ask me such a difficult question right up front? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, why I like do to I start. Do, yeah, why do I do what I do? I think, um, you know, why does anybody do what they do? I think there's a, a famous author who once talked about this and put it into context for me. I, I think the we get paid to produce results. And uh, when we produce results, we feel good, have a sense of accomplishment. And I uh, like that uh, aspect. We also get paid to do some other things, though, uh, I think from from a career standpoint, we get paid to create good organizations that are filled with values and uh, good people. And uh, we also get paid to develop people in organizations and enjoy all, all three of those things. You know, obviously, producing results is what we is the core but to create good organizations where people feel good about working and to help develop people is really why I work. Yeah, I love that. You know, I've personally been the the benefactor of 
of that, you know, just having you as a mentor and somebody who's held my feet to the fire over the last several years. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, to develop myself and develop the organizations we're working with. I, I can appreciate that purpose, that why. Well, Chuck, let me move us into the main purpose for this podcast, where we get into the, the improvements and, and innovations that, that can take place in a medical practice. So tell me, Chuck, what's the improvement that you're most proud of in your career? Well, yeah, thank, thanks for asking. I, it makes you really think about things. I uh, would have to say that one of them has to do with an organization that I was hired on to be the very first professional practice manager. And the, the organization was, was struggling. People were disenfranchised. The doctors were unhappy. Morale was low. What do you do when you're new on the job? You wander around, listen to people and try to understand what the source of the, the frustration and the barriers are. And it was pretty clear that for lots of reasons, there was one thing that just stood out more than any other. And it has to do with the industry transformation. You might have an idea what that might be, Jesse. What would you guess would get an organization and doctors uh, pitted against one another and frustrated and burned out? I'm guessing, just from what I know about your career, Chuck, that it probably has to do with the transition into electronic health records. Bingo. Absolutely. You know, it's it, it, this story could be told in so many places uh, across the country, right? But here we have doctors, you know, who are talking about death by a thousand clicks. The, the productivity was low. The, the administration was talking about, you know, why do the doctors, you know, they just don't, they don't get it. They didn't understand the gerbil wheel concept. We had administration, you know, being blamed for the choice of the EMR. It's not what the doctors wanted. So they had what I would call um, and ended up calling a failed implementation. And much to the chagrin of the administrative folks at this small hospital, they became, became uh, you know, to recognize that, yes, there were there's some things done during the implementation of this uh, EMR that could have been done better. So that, my friend, is uh, where we started. And we had uh, an opportunity to do it again. And what I was able to do is sell everyone on the idea of redeploy, you know, and accept that the failure was the failure and, and we did some things wrong and we could do it better. So we redeployed the EMR department by department. In, in doing so, we, we, there were some fundamental things that we did differently the second time around, right? right. Uh, the, the first one was really related to reaching outside the first uh, implementation, there was one implementer who felt like they were internal to the organization, employed by the organization, and they felt like they, sh they could take this project on and do it successfully. Well, it's a multi-specialty practice in a complex environment, and it's just more than one person could do. So the first thing we did is, is reach out to some outside professional implementers for this particular program which turned out to be tremendous because uh, they brought that technical expertise in. One of the other factors that contributed to it, I would say, was timing. And people have to be ready for change. And so we were able to prepare them for the change ahead by talking about what was necessary. And we looked at workflows and we looked at what needed to be done for training. And we prepared everybody in a way that they probably hadn't been prepared before. So it's really the soft stuff that I think made it work. I had been there for three to six months 
I think what had happened is, you know, I had earned the trust of the doctors and the staff and administration and was able to say, this is probably the best thing to do is to raise our hand and say, let's do better and redeploy. So lots of uh, interesting things, but clearly the results were good and and uh, we're in a better place following the redeployment. Chuck, how did you get, I, I'm just, I'm trying to wrap my head around how you got them to go from a, a failed deployment, which I'm imagining there were lots of hurt feelings and tons of discouragement and tons of burnout. How did you get them to recommit and not just recommit, but to, to really commit to uh, an effective implementation? Well, didn't do it alone. You know, took a team of people. Uh, I think the, the leader of the team was, was the physician champion mm-hmm. who uh, spent some time doing one-on-one with the doctors saying, I think we could be helpful and uh, improve your day-to-day because you're, you know, you're, you're burned out, you're frustrated. Let's figure out what we could do differently to make your day better and have your, have a better practice. So he set that tone. I think it was helpful. I think the other person that was key to this was the CEO of the hospital who said, yeah, I get it. And I'm, I'm willing to give you the funds necessary to hire outside expertise couple of very key things. So we, you know, those, that kind of leadership was, was really, really helpful. And I said, and as I said earlier, I think the, one of the things that probably helped is that I was new and I was still in the honeymoon phase and people kind of learned that they could uh, trust and respect me. And, and uh, I was able to provide the, the leadership for the overall project. And so it all kind of came together pretty well. That makes sense. You know, for everything that I've learned about putting in place a new or or trying to revamp a, a current EHR. It's one side is time, money, and effort. And if you don't put those in, you just can't expect much. You're you're gonna lead a very technologically miserable life from there on. And then the other side of the coin is is that team effort. And you know, I love that you recognize that you weren't going to be the one that could convince every single person in that organization, nor were you going to be the one to to take on the project on your own and, and carry it to, you know, a smashing success, but rather, you know, sought out a multidisciplinary group of people to, to do that all together. That's great. Chuck, how did you know you were, you were successful? What was, you know, is there any small thing that you can point out that from where you started at the, the failed de- deployment to, you know, some sense of a finish line where, where you found some success? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just, I stole a page from Stephen Covey's playbook, right? So I went around to each of the physicians and to the the, the key department leaders. And I, I said, I'm, I'm going to give you a few days. I want you to respond to this one question. And the question was, I'll consider this redeployment of the EMR a success if, and everyone had to respond. So what did I do? I made a list of things. And the, one of the first things I did is, is show that to the, the EMR training people and said, I'm not sure what you're going to do because you're the technical expertise experts, but I want you to address each and every one of these questions. Look at the responses from everybody. And at the end, I'm going to evaluate your performance as, as trainers and technicians if we can answer the questions that they have been posed to us. So Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind. So it's a pretty simple thing. Did we hit it out of the park? No, we didn't get it 100%. But, you know, as the project neared completion, we could look back and say, have we accomplished this, 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 and this for these people? And for the most part, we addressed it. So 
pretty easy to steal stuff from Stephen Covey. Sure. Yeah, it's ripe for the pickings. That's great. Well, Chuck, I, I love your story. And I, I think it's something that the rest of us can draw inspiration from to, to try and innovate or, you know, take up the failed process. You know, each of us in our practices, maybe it's not the EMR, but there's there's something out there that we've, you know, tried, struggled, failed at. We can pick up again. There, there's a different way of doing something. And maybe there's there's a a highly impactful project that could be carried out in somebody's practice from the, you know, inspired by your story. So listeners, I encourage you to think about what's happened in your practice. You know, not everything is is rainbows and unicorns. All of us have failed projects of our own kind out there. Is And so, you know, take a look, think, uh, put a little thought into it. There might possibly be a way to take something from failed deployment to success, much like Chuck did. Chuck, thank you for joining us. And we'll catch you in in interview two. Hey, thanks a lot, Jesse. See you soon. Thanks for tuning into the MedMan Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's featured guest. For the show notes, transcripts, resources, and everything else MedMan does to help you level up, be sure to visit us at medman.com.